church, you're doing good tonight. Wow, it's so, so cool really to be in the church. You know, uh, today, this afternoon, we, we dedicate some kids in our church. It's always a very moving moment for me because we have two boys, 18 and 20 years old, are not doing baby, babysitting anymore. But it's so cool to see our church is growing anyhow with babies every year. And the other thing this morning, we had like a welcome home group. That means for people that are brand new in our church. And I, I greeted so many people that are brand new here. Some people are here for the very first time. Some people that are here for one year. And I met the person who is here for more than three years. I said, how is that possible? He said, I love ICF, it's so big, you can sneak in and sneak out and nobody will recognize you. But then came the Holy Spirit and boom, hit me and said, now it's time to, to make a commitment and be a part of that church. That means in our church, so many people, lives changed and let's give God for that fact a big shot of applause because that's all about church. I am so happy. So, if you have a smartphone, please take your smartphone out because we want to ask you some questions. And here is the RQ code, and there are two very, very simple questions. The title is The Secret of the Holy Spirit. The Secret of the Holy Spirit. And now some people, they're getting very excited. My question number one, I hope you are ready, is how do you experience the power of the Holy Spirit? Not at all, or just a bit, uh, psychically, emotionally, logically, in the silence or differently? Just be really honest. What is your approach? How do you experience the power of the Holy Spirit? And uh, um, let's check this emotionally. The same thing, I mean, in the German congregation was the same number. I felt this is more like an emotion. It's more an international thing, not a Swiss thing. Just kidding. But a lot of people say it's an emotional thing. The Holy Spirit is not neutral. I experience something. My question number two, do you speak, pray directly to the Holy Spirit? Yes, no, very rarely or sometimes. Of course, it depends a little bit. Maybe if you grew up in a Pentecost church, you will say yes, of course, no brainer. I was brought up Catholic, different story. But just check this out. Um, 64% will say directly, speak directly to the Holy Spirit and that's a very, very good thing. Before I, I speak about the Holy Spirit, I will speak about the seventh or lamp, lampstand, seven lampstands, and you can find here two things. One thing is Jesus, but the oil is the Holy Spirit. And let's go straight into the tabernacle because we have to understand where is the lampstand actually. When you're entering, for example, uh, the, the, the tabernacle, you can, as you can see here in the holy, in the holy there are no windows, no doors, nothing. And as you can see here in the holy, everything is pure gold. The colors is changing, pure gold. And here is the lampstand, actually, it's the only light in the holy. And in the New Testament, the Bible says more than 21 times Jesus is the light. He is the light. He is the light of the world. And in the book of Revelation, the Bible says there will be no such thing as a sun. There will be no sun because the presence of God will shine like a light. And here is the message. If the lampstand, if Christ is in the center of your life, of your house, of everything, the light of God, it will shine gigantically. This is just one thing. 
But the other thing is, and I want to read you a Bible verse, and you will say, wow, amazing. I've never read the Bible verse. In Exodus chapter 25, verse 32 to 33, six branches are to extend from the side of the lampstand, three on one side and three on the other. Three cups shaped like almond flowers with pots and blossoms are to be on one branch, three on the next branch, and the same for six branches extending from the lamps. Then you will say, oh, amazing. That part of verse will change my whole entire life. But now you have to understand, because in our days we have a smartphone, we have television, we have magazines, we are a very visual generation, Right? But in their days, there were two million people out in the desert. No smartphone, no Insta story, no Facebook, nothing. Just sand, sun, and sand, and nothing. That means only gold and silver, hawks, and everything was a message for the Jewish people. What was the message, actually? The message, actually, means the light will shine, and the almond tree is actually a symbol of blossom. Blossom and shine in the Hebrew language belongs together. Shine and blossom. And here the trunk means there is one God. The one God holds everything together. One God. And the six branches means actually human beings. Six stands for human beings. That means human plus God equal shine and blossom. And that means one plus six gives the one plus six gives the number seven means perfection. That means the fullness and abundance of God is here. And for Jewish people to say, hey, that's not just a lampstand. This is already a message to the Jewish people. When Jesus Christ, the presence of God, is in your house, in your family, at your workplace, you will blossom, you will shine. Abundance is for sure in your life. And this is already a message for us in, as a church. And let's give God for that fact a big shout of applause because this is amazing. Shine and blossom and perfection is in the house. You have to understand, uh, without the Holy Spirit, nothing happens in life. And I think the oil that the priest poured in almost every day is already a message. And I will speak about the oil will shine and blooming and blossoming everything. Are you ready? Three ideas out of the lampstand. Point number one, the Holy Spirit fill me today. Holy Spirit fill me today. Why is that so? In Exodus chapter 27 verse 21. Aaron's sons are to keep the lamps burning before the Lord from evening till morning. From evening till morning. From evening till morning. That means the Holy Spirit, the presence of God has to be in your house from morning till evening. Like a never-ending story. And then it says, you say this from generation to generation, from generation to generation. You have to understand, every day the priest poured in fresh new oil as a message to you and me. You need every day a fresh revelation from the Holy Spirit. Every day. You know why? Because the miracles took place yesterday, builds up my faith I know God can do everything, but today is a new day. That means I need a fresh revelation for today because the challenges today are different. That means we have to think 
we need God every day fresh again and fresh again. When I got saved, a guy learned me, and that actually changed my life. He said, every morning when you get up, just say, good morning, Holy Spirit. I am ready. Pour me, refresh me, anoint me. Use me today to be a vessel for you. Use me to be a prophet, a prophetic guy for some people. They have no clue anymore what is the calling upon their life. And good morning, Holy Spirit is actually a message. I need him every morning fresh, a fresh revelation and a fresh revelation and really, really, really a fresh revelation. You know, Paul spoke to the first church and he said, the oil, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit has different characteristics, different gifts of the Holy Spirit, like different lamps. But he's saying, if there is one gift you have longing, you seek the gifts, is the gift of prophecy. The gift of prophecy is very important because it lightens everything because sometimes people losing their the purpose, they're losing their calling because life is so busy, right? And the devil tries to sneak in somehow. And sometimes people losing the vision, the purpose. And God uses people, they have the prophetic gifts and say, hey guys, don't lose the vision. Don't lose the purpose. There is more in you. And the prophetic gifts gives us the idea how God thinks about certain things. And here's a Bible verse, uh, I read it and, and um, I'm not sure if I've ever read that Bible verse in a message. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 to 20. And here is a message. Do not get drunk on wine. Do not get drunk on wine. Actually, that's not a big deal for us, right? Nobody drinks wine and not beer. Or, or do not smoke weed or whatever. Instead, instead be filled, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to and wonder with psalms, the gifts of prophecy, hymns prophecy, songs prophecy, sing and make music from the heart. You see, prophecy, 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 prophecy. But says, don't be drunk with wine, be a prophet. Use the Holy Spirit to encourage one another. And I just thought, what is the difference to be drunk and the Holy Spirit? And I want to ask Dave, please come on the stage. I want to explain it to you in a very, very simple and practical way. Dave is a guy, he loves God and um, he has an amazing family. But if I am drunk, drunk, can you put the slide? Drunk and the Spirit of God on multimedia. Yeah, are you ready? For example, um, you think differently, right? You think differently. If I'm drunk, I will say, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. I cannot find you. This is, oh come on, it's just a Swiss guy. You know, if you're drunk, you, 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 you behave very weird, right? But in the spirit, I will say, hey, you have no clue. God has so much in store for you. It's not only because it's an amazing story and some people use that story for getting likes. But really, God has more in store you can ever think or ever can imagine. Can you sense the different drunk? But in the spirit, you're not a Swiss guy. You're a son of God Almighty. And God has so much in store for you. What is the difference of, for example, um, 
then you speak differently. When you're drunk, you say, Oh my goodness, you look Can you understand me? You blah, you blah, blah. But if you in the spirit, you will say, Dave, your best days are not behind you. They're in front of you. Your heart, God has seen your heart when nobody was around. You serve God, you wrote songs and 99% of all the songs we never sung on that stage, but you never gave up writing and writing and writing and believing and believing and believing. There will be one song will put ICF on the map and that ICF will be around the world in terms of worship music. Don't give up. You can sense the difference. The third thing is, for example, uh, you, you, you listen differently. Listen means, oh, you, hey, if you want to order another wine for me, more beer for me, oh my goodness, you're a friend. Oh my goodness, I love you. Give me a kiss, just a brother kiss, the holy kiss. Oh my, I love you. You know, but listen differently means I am a sheep. And a sheep is able to hear the Holy Spirit. And my eyes, spiritual eyes, are so open. My ears are so open. And I believe that God will use me to speak a life-changing word in you. That's why from morning till night, from morning till night, I'll be filled with the Holy Spirit because I'm a prophet. God will use me to enlighten certain people's life. The last thing, the difference between drunk and the Holy Spirit is you behave differently. If I'm drunk, for example, if I'm drunk, you listen differently. Uh. Uh, you see differently, sorry. You see differently. If you're drunk, you'll say, oh my gosh, the three Dave's, Dave is left, Dave is right, Dave is in the middle, Dave stands still like you are all over Dave. You are three Dave's, I want to see one Dave. You understand? But if you see with the eyes of God, you see, you know, the Swiss guy, I don't see Dave. I see really a guy created by the image of God. This is what I see. And then the last thing is, you behave differently. If I'm drunk, you say, oh, Dave, I'm so drunk. I cannot find my way home anymore. Please carry me home. Please carry me home. Bring me to the coming home group, lost and found wherever. I don't care. Help me. How do you feel about that? Um, used. Used. If I'm in the spirit, you will not carry me, I carry you. Gosh, you understand the difference? And this is very important, church. We have to be filled every day with the power of the Holy Spirit, a fresh revelation from God Almighty. This is the third thing the priest every day poured in fresh and new oil. The second thing what they did, and that's my second point, is Holy Spirit, renew me today. As you can see, the seven branches, you can find the characteristics in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1 to be. A branch will grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, Jesus. The Spirit of wisdom, understanding, the Spirit of wise words, strength, the Spirit of much learning, and the fear of the Lord. All different characteristics in those uh, uh, lampstands. 
And here is one thing, the candle wick, the candle wick. This is the candle wick here. After a certain time, it burns down. That means the candle wick, you have to change the candle wick all the time with a new one. When the candle wick burns down, it creates a little bit some dirt, even though in the oil. If you just put in a new candle wick, that means the oil is not fresh anymore. It starts to smell a little bit and it doesn't burn so right anymore. That means the priest has to change the candle wick from time to time, from time to time to time and time. And what is the link to our lives? You have to understand when God has given you a calling or a purpose and you're living out the calling and the purpose and you do whatever God has called you to do. Often people think, wow, a, pe a person gets healed and everyone is happy. It's always at least one dude goes crazy and will say, something is wrong here. You healed the person in the wrong spirit or in the wrong motivation or whatever. And this creates always a little bit in your anointing, in your journey, a little bit of dirt. That means from time to time, you have to clean even though uh, you, the expectations that people have on you. Otherwise, you start to smell a little bit dirty. Uh, here is a picture because God called me to be a pastor and here is a, a, a picture as you can see what people expect, the expectation that people have about me. This is, just read it for a moment, it's not, it's not about me actually, but now you will understand, even though God has called me, here's the word, it's impossible even though with the anointing to please everyone. And that's a good picture if you, if you want to get married. You cannot expect all the thing that your wife is looking for. You're not Superman and you're not Spider-Man. You're just a human being, sorry. I don't want to kill you, your day today. But just saying, there's so many expectations along your journey. And even though if you walk in the calling, if you work with the Holy Spirit, the candle wick will burn down, create a little bit of dirt, and you have to clean it from day to day, from day to day, from day to day. I just want to tell you a story to make it really practical and simple. Every, every year before I go on vacation, I really, I really ask the Holy Spirit, just just show me where should we spend vacation because I think God is the best vacation planner and I will never plan vacation without asking God where should we go and I heard from God that we'll go to Turkey and I have a very good friend he lives in Turkey he has a house close by the beach you can see the beach and an amazing pool on the back is a, a tennis court and I thought oh my gosh it's for free we flew to Turkey we played tennis for two days and after two days my small boys said to me daddy it's boring I said what what do you mean by that we hate the beach beach is so boring you're going to the beach you swim for an hour then you lay down for 10 minutes and then it's 10 o'clock in the morning we are not beach boys that is so flipping boring let's go home and I said really everyone in the church they love beach vacation the kids are playing in the sand swimming and the parents are laying by the chair for 10 hours and get a very nice tan this is what, how people do vacation. 
And I said to my wife, I feel so offended because I did everything. I listened to the Holy Spirit and we planned it because I thought we should go to Turkey. And out of that, because they were so bored, our oldest son started to film and he changed the whole apartment into a film studio. And that was the moment I said, oh my God, I'm happy. That's not my apartment. And for two weeks, they were filming, recording everything in the Turkey vacation. This was the starting point where our oldest don't start to film, create things. But still, we had an amazing vacation because the kids were filming. I played tennis by myself. Um, I was in the swimming pool by myself because my wife, she was an actor in the movie, but they could not use me. You know? Why am I telling you that story? Sometimes you do according what God has commanded you to do and you do it, but there is still a flip side where I thought, it was not, for me, it was not really the best vocation. And, and it's for me like, it creates a bit dirt. And I had to learn in my ministry to stay fit and strong, you breathe out your disappointments. You breathe out your emails, your WhatsApp, the reaction of people. Breathe out means, so I breathe out Turkey. Turkey. You breathe it out. Turkey. Turkey. Breathe out your disappointments. So every day, breathe out the email email, what's up, breathe out, oh, you haven't given me a like, breathe out, breathe out your disappointments, and then breathe in a fresh air from the Holy Spirit, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, when Jesus, the last day before they, 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 they crucified, you know, Judas, betrayed Jesus. He had to breathe out. Judas breathe in. When Jesus was on the cross, 11 people, disciples, run away. He invested three and a half years discipleship, close one by one. They ran away and Jesus had to breathe out 11 and breathed in new hope. This is even though Jesus had to do the same thing. You breathe out and breathe in. Breathe out and breathe in. Breathe out and breathe in. Until you think in your soul, I am ready again for the next adventure. If you don't do that, I tell you what the devil will do. The devil will rob and steal the lampstand. He will steal it from you because in the year 70 AD after Christ, the Roman people conquered Jerusalem. And that was not a big deal that they conquered Jerusalem, but they stole the lampstand from Jerusalem. Can you imagine? And, and when they stole the lampstand from Jerusalem, they stole the most important thing. They have stolen the presence of God. Please listen to me. And along your journey, even though if you're living in your calling, sometimes people disappoint you. You don't, ex um, the expectations are too big. That means breathe out and breathe in. Otherwise, the devil will steal and rob the lampstand in your life. The last point actually is the Holy Spirit works through me today. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, do you know that your bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You are not your own. You are not your own. Why is the oil so important? Why is the light important? Why is the blossoming so important? Why is the kettle wick so important? There's a message 
If Christ lives in you and you baptize with the Holy Spirit, you are a message for the world and you are a blessing to so many people. Here in, in the Ark of Covenant or in, in the Holy, actually, I want to show you something. Uh, I've never knew that before because here is the Ark of the Covenant in the back and only once a year a priest was able to go in. But the Bible says Samuel, he served in the temple. Samuel served in the temple. He was not a priest. And Samuel was very close by the Ark of Covenant. If you are theologically, you will say, that's, that's not possible. Only the priest, high priest was allowed to go once a year into the Ark of Covenant. But the Bible says Samuel served in the temple and he was closed by the Ark of Covenant. Check this out. Between the holy, here is a space. Can you see this? And Samuel was in the back, closed by the Ark of Covenant, and he slept there every day because he wants to be as close as possible by the presence of God. While Samuel was sleeping, one night God spoke to him and said, Samuel, Samuel. He woke up, walked out, went here in and said, Eli, you called me. And Eli said, no, I didn't call you. Maybe you dreamt. And Samuel was confused. He went back and he slept here in the back. Again, he heard the word, Samuel, Samuel. He woke up, went out, went here, said, Eli, you called me again. And Eli said, oh, now I understand. God is speaking to you. But you have no clue how to react. And then Samuel said to, uh, Eli said to Samuel in 1 Samuel chapter 3 verse 10, Then the Lord came and stood there calling as the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak for your servant is listening. Every day you have to create a space. You have to create room in your agenda where you give God the provision to speak to you. And while God is speaking to you, just do whatever you heard from God to do. Peter Strauch, a German guy, Peter Strauch, a German guy, he said, it's an amazing quote actually, he said, do I have the Holy Spirit? So that the, the decision question for a Christian is not, do I have the Holy Spirit, but does the Holy Spirit have me? And that's not the same. When Samuel was closed by the Ark of Covenant, he was there and he created room for the Holy Spirit. If you want to hear the Holy Spirit, please listen to me. Create room. Create space in your agenda. If you're quite busy, you will not hear the Holy Spirit. And I have to learn from, from, from my early years, since I'm following Christ, I have to create space while I travel, space in my agenda, space in, in everyday life. Three weeks ago, I just want to give you a very practical uh, illustration. Every morning when I drive with my car to the church or wherever, every time when I'm in my car alone, I will never listen to music. I always sing in the car, Holy Spirit, here I am. I'm yours. I want to serve you. Is there anything you want to do with me? Here I am. And this is my, my moment where I create room and space for the Holy Spirit. And you need that as well. 
And three weeks ago, I came to the church. It was 7.30 in the morning, very early. You know, and I walked into the church and I, I crossed into a lady and she said to me, oh, I fly out for vacation. Usually will say, oh, wow, good for you. But in that moment, I heard that the Holy Spirit challenged me, you pay the air ticket. I said, hey, uh, it's early in the morning. You cannot start a day like that. And I was, boom, shocked. And I thought, okay, then I will do it. And you know, you also know it, if you give, you will receive, right? If you give, you will receive. Five days later, we, um, I, I, I drove to my mom. She's 85 years old or young. And when I came into our apartment, she said to me, sit down, I have good news. I thought, okay, tell me. And she said, you know, someone in our family, relatives, they, they died and they don't have kids. And all the inheritance, I get an amazing amount of the inheritance, an amazing amount. I thought, why are you telling me that? All the money goes to you. you. And then she said, I have decided to give all my kids a part of the inheritance. That means in one week, you will get that amount. It was 10 times more than I gave to that lady. I said, come on, hallelujah, praise the Lord. I was super excited, you know. But my joy lasted only 10 seconds. And again, if you give room to the Holy Spirit, there was a lady next to me. She was also there when, when I was by my mom and when she announced the number I said oh God you are so good I love you I gave the air ticket I was obedient and now you bless with 10 times more money 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 and then the Holy Spirit said to me all the inheritance goes to that lady are you serious? he said yes it's now some weeks uh, past and that's the story no miracles no guy came and gave me one million so, and there's the thing God knows what he's doing and I'm a servant like Samuel close by the ark of covenant and I am here to serve you and I want to just challenge you right now create in your agenda Create every day a room where you say, Good morning, Holy Spirit, or Holy Spirit, here I am. Give me a fresh revelation, fresh oil. If people have disappointed me, I breathe out and I breathe in and use me to glorify God's name because I am a light for so many people. And if you do that, I want to say the secret of not being bored. Sometimes people people, Christians, they're following God 10 years and all of a sudden they're bored, bored of reading the Bible, bored to attending a church, bored to going to a meeting. They are bored. Do you know some people, they get bored? This is only possible if you don't have a fresh revelation from the Holy Spirit. If you have a fresh revelation, it keeps you fresh and going and fresh and going and fresh and going and fresh. This is the secret. Because you never know what the Holy Spirit will do next. And this gives so much momentum in your life. And I call it like an adventure Christian life with the Holy Spirit. So the next five minutes, I want to pray with you to the lampstand. And it's like a prayer station. And I want to explain you how you can pray 
with the Holy Spirit. And I just want to ask you right now, could you close your eyes? And the tabernacle is so many symbols how I can pray. I walk in to the door and I say, I am a child of God. The altar in the tabernacle stands, Jesus Christ died on my behalf. I am forgiven. The water basin means God cleaned me, my conscience, and I am clean. But then comes the moment when I enter the holy. And the holy is dark. And the color is changing. In the holy, everything is out of gold. As close as you get to the Ark of Covenant, to the heart of God, it's gold. And I stand in front of the lampstand as a symbol of the Holy Spirit and Jesus. And I will say, Holy Spirit, here I am, good morning. I need a fresh revelation today. The miracles took place yesterday. Amazing. It builds up my faith. But I cannot relay. I cannot live from the old revelation. Your grace is new every morning. Your love is never ending. And Holy Spirit, you know I'm tired this morning. I didn't have a good rest. And I feel so much stress around me. And that's why I will lay down everything before you. Equip me, restore me, anoint me, refresh me. And I just stand for a moment in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I will refresh my soul and my spirit and my whole body. And I know I cannot do anything without the Holy Spirit. All the breakthroughs, the signs and miracles take place to the power of the Holy Spirit. In awe, I stand in front of you, Holy Spirit. Good morning. My body is a temple. You're welcome to live in every part, in every area. I will not lock apart from you. I will open every room to you, Holy Spirit. My money, my sexuality, my dreams and vision, everything. Refresh me. And then I think back, maybe yesterday a person said the wrong word. Or maybe a person hasn't given a response to my email. Or I heard some rumors about me. And the candle wicket, it's not clean anymore. It's some dirt. And I will say, Holy Spirit, it hurt me. But I will breathe out that situation or that person. And there's always a name, a situation attached. And I say, Holy Spirit, I breathe it out. And I breathe in the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of the Lord, 
the spirit of power. Fill me, Holy Spirit, with a new energy, with new power, with a new drive. And I breathe in until I can feel the presence of God in me. And that's grace. Undeserved, that's grace. And after a while I sense peace is here, hope is here, breakthroughs is in me. I coming then to a point like Samuel. Holy Spirit, here I am. Speak to me. I'm your servant. I lay down my agenda. I lay down my dreams and ambitions. I lay down my motivation. So the Spirit of God, speak to me. I am yours. And then I just be quiet. I let the Spirit speak to me. Because Jesus said, don't worry if I leave earth. I will send the Holy Spirit. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will protect you. He will bless you. He, even though He will teach you, be happy. And that's why I say, Holy Spirit, teach me. Lead me. Guide me. Use me. To enlarge in the kingdom of God. The light stamp is like a prayer station where I'm connected with the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. Can we be quiet for a moment, church? Can we stand with your inner spirit in front of the lampstand? Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. He gives you a fresh revelation right now. Maybe along your journey, even though with the calling you served in the house of God, some people have disappointed you and it's time to clean it. Otherwise the devil will steal and rob the joy, the hope. And then after then, I just listen. I want to give room right now for you, Holy Spirit. Speak to us. Spirit will give you right now some revelations. This is what I love. I love Him. He gives you revelations. How to raise your kids, how you lead your small group. How you can do stronger in, 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 at your workplace. 
how you can be a better father or mom. Maybe he speaks to you and says, it's time to do more sport. You're not fit and I'm a temple where I live. Let's give and receive some revelations. It's very practical. And you can hear him right now. You can hear him right now. In the holy, everything is gold. As close you get to the Ark of Covenant, the color is not changing anymore. And there is a sign for the Jewish people. God's heart is clean, shines. It's blooming, booming and blossoming. And that is the place where I belong. I'm a son and a daughter of God Almighty. That's my calling. I am forgiven. I belong to the family of God. I am cleaned by the water of God. myself my soul my spirit I give you the permission to work in me that song is more about me I need the knowledge he is here he wants to work he wants to flow he wants to redeem he wants to refresh that's why I sing as a statement I welcome you Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit is like a gentleman he's like a gentleman if I invite him he will come if I'm done invite him he will not come that's why invite him right now Holy Spirit I welcome you right now in every area of my life. Be a part, refresh me, clean me, restore me, heal me, use me for the kingdom of God. Sing it, church, as a statement. Sweet is over when my 
And he said to me, when I was 25 years old, I was in the church and God spoke to me and I knew immediately I should receive Christ. But I walked out because I felt I'm not ready to let go my, my dreams and my ambitions. And he came to the church 20 years later as a broken guy, broken in everything. And he said, now I'm so broken. And now I am ready 20 years later to receive Christ, but I knew 20 years before I should let go and receive Christ. And right now I think maybe you're here, you sense right now I should let go certain things and you're struggling because you think if I hand over my life to Christ, my dreams and ambitions, it's over. I believe if we lay down our lives on the altar, God knows better than you do what is the best for you along your journey. And I want to just pray right now, if you hear and say, I need Jesus, or I sense I should let go of certain things right now. This is a decision for you right now to make Jesus as the Lord and your Savior. And then you can walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to ask you right now, if you're here, you've never given your life to Christ. And right now there are some areas they are between you and Christ and you are struggling to let go. And you sense right now, it's time for me to let go. Then please make Christ as your Lord and Savior right now. Please pray with me wherever you are. Say, dear Jesus, thank you so much for my unique life. Please forgive me all my sins and failures. I receive your forgiveness. I make you as my Lord and Savior. Lead me and guide me. Bless me and protect me. I am yours. For all those people you prayed this prayer, the Bible says you're born again. Your name is written in the book of life. You belong to the family of God. You are forgiven. And now please all right now, if you are forgiven, there's nothing between you and the Holy Spirit anymore. That's why in the next song, pour out your life, your situation. Cry to the Spirit of God. Heal me, redeem me, refresh me, restore me, use me for the kingdom of God. Sing it, shout it, come on church. And my shade is undone. 